Hey gang, We Speak English Good is launching a new show on Twitch. We will be doing a live music variety stream. We'll have guests, music news, memes, games, prizes, and more. WSEG TV, Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And more shows to be announced throughout the weekdays. Twitch.tv slash We Speak English Good. Go check it out. Also, go check out our sponsor, Moded Studios Embroidered Patches and Apparel. Check out ModedStudios.com to find all the latest and greatest in fully embroidered patches and apparel. My favorite patch is the Baby Yoda from the Mandalorian patch. Go check that out. ModedStudios.com. M-O-D-E-D-S-T-U-D-I-O-S. Go out and get some. Now on with the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Philip Conley Jr. Phil has a new album coming out this Friday, June 5th, 2020. Just so y'all get it right. <laughs> this Friday is coming out called Closer Than a Bro. It'll be out on all streaming platforms, and he has a hard copy as well i'll make sure to put the information in the show notes so you guys can go click away um phil and i go back quite a ways and um it, I, I was truly honored when he asked me to play on this album so we listened to the song you've got a friend which features me uh, on guitar and uh we'll be listening to that later in the podcast that uh, we have a great conversation and and, and it, it's fantastic but um First, let's go to randommystique.com, and that's R-E-I-N-A-M-Y. Woo! But first, let's go to randommystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and check out the latest single, Chloroform. This is a collaboration between Random Mystique and The Concrete Project, who is no longer a band kind of um, also check out Raina mystique on twitch she streams live for almost five days a week uh if, if she's feeling froggy uh but she streams uh actually this morning um if this goes up in time i don't know if you're gonna hear this in time to catch her but uh what is it tuesday wednesday thursday uh in the morning so like around 8 a.m 9 a.m. on Wednesdays and a.m. on Thursdays. Why am I giving the schedule? Just go to twitch.tv slash randommystique and follow, subscribe, and do all that stuff. And her schedule is up there. Anyways, uh, let's see. Go check out the newly redesigned We Speak English Good com yes that's right over quarantine i had time to actually put my website together there you'll find music tutorials most every episode of the podcast mostly i'm i'm like at, at in the 40s right now i just with the launch of wseg tv which if you're not familiar and you skip the first part i'll let you know again we speak english good is launching a new live music variety stream on twitch yes that is right we are going live again 
at first it was Facebook when they first started their streaming, their live streaming platform. But now it Twitch is the largest live streaming platform on earth. So why not just go get it, right? That's what happened back in the day when when podcasts, everybody say, don't start a podcast. I started a podcast. It's not the biggest podcast in the world. It's been five years. But you know what? It's doing okay. So we're going to expand out to Twitch. And so please do go like and subscribe uh, to WSEG TV on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash we speak English. Good. Very easy. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Uh, you can write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com. You can also like, subscribe, and review. Uh, so you can like us on Facebook. You can like us on Instagram. You can like us on Twitch. You can uh, subscribe to us on Apple iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, we're on YouTube. So please go and subscribe to us on YouTube. And like I said, we have music tutorials and other fun videos up there. Uh, and that's also on the website. Uh, what else do we get? Oh, yeah. So like, subscribe, and review. Please leave a review. Hey, Stitcher, I'm talking to you guys. You, you guys don't listen to my podcast on Stitcher? My, my podcast ain't good enough on Stitcher? I only get reviews on Apple iTunes? <laughs> leave a review it helps us it helps us get found i'm not asking for money here i just ask for uh, just a quick bit of your time to go uh hit a five star if you like the show one star if you hate the show i guess <laughs> uh somebody put a two star on on uh on the itunes so it, it, it don't bother me I, I get it sometimes i'm just meandering and talking in circles here so i get it i i, I don't uh <laughs> don't disagree uh it, it, it but anyways let's move on with this uh anyways so leave a review it helps uh and, and i think that's everything for now again wseg tv please go check it out um on twitch i am super excited our first episode is this saturday at 3 p.m which i need i think i need to go re-record that intro because i don't think i even mentioned what day of the week the fucking show is saturdays at 3 p.m we will be sticking to that time and we'll be adding more dates throughout the week as uh guests are available because i'm not i'm just gonna go around my guest schedule it's the easiest way for now um uh i i like that too i like sort of this random drop in but we'll get a better schedule but for now saturdays at 3 p.m is gonna be our our, sh our main shows and then we're going to be adding shows throughout the week as we figure this shit out. So I'm figuring it out here, folks. So please stick with me. Bear with me. Uh, but the show is going to be fun. Uh, and if you're familiar with the show from back in the day when we were doing live streams, it's going to be something like that. We're going to have games and and stuff like that. But it'll be different. It'll be it, it's it's new. It's new and different, but the same as it was once a long time ago. Okay, everybody, let's get to Philip Conley Jr. I have been rambling on for way too long once again. Um, I'll see you guys on the other side. I got a couple things on my mind in regards to what's going on in the United States right now. So if you're interested, stick around and uh, uh, I'm sure you'll find something to be mad about in what I'm going to say. All right, guys, Philip Conley Jr.
Hey, hey, what's up, man? Mikey Mike, what's good, man? Nothing much, man. Just, just woke up from a nap. Well, yeah. kind of. A co- I, I woke up from a nap a little bit ago and uh, started getting my day around again. Cause man, I have just been having the weirdest sleep cycles since. Uh, yeah. Have you? Are you back at work right now? No, I go back uh, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Yeah. You excited yeah. or what? Man, it's gonna be rough at first, but you know, <laughs> that's how it is. You know. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll get back into a rhythm. I mean, when you used to, you know, because. Right now, I'm a teacher. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, shifting gears, going from that yeah. back to a normal schedule. So, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, man. I I, I was going to ask you. So, like, I, I know you've been working with your daughter and stuff. And, and I, I, how has that been going for you? I mean, that huge shift. I mean, first of all, we're talking to Philip Conley Jr. here. Uh, the show started, by the way, Phil. We're going. This is it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was wondering, is like with with you know that shift. How was that shift for you? I know we talked about it briefly not too long ago, but I mean, I, I'm just curious. And now that we're a few, like almost two months into this, what, how was that shift, and how has it been going with teaching your daughter? I mean, you know, it's smooth. It's just. I'm not cut out to be a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I can put it that way, man. I'm not cut out. You know, I mean, I was thinking about it. Like, I don't know, maybe, like, you know, okay, musicians, we had this thing where, like, you know, we like everything, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, okay, we do something. It's like, okay, yeah, 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 do it, do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like, so for, you know, us to have, like, this huge level of patience a lot of times, like so, I don't know, man. I don't. Maybe that's it. Maybe that ain't it. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. But I don't have it. <laughs> no, I I feel you, man. Because I, I'm trying, I'm trying to teach my kindergartner, yeah. and um, he, you know, he he. First of all, he doesn't like school, so I'm 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 working against that. Yeah. But once we got on in on uh into a pattern and uh, into some kind of rhythm, it kind of leveled out, and now he's doing really well, actually. Uh, and we just got the email today that uh, school's over in two weeks, anyways. So, right. <laughs> did you get that email too? Yeah, they they uh in you know normally in May anyway, so it's, right, it's about the end of the year for them. So, I mean, it's it's it's, it's crazy because it's like you know I'm just now starting to you know get into the swing of yes, you know, like last week. <laughs> it's like it was uh, a couple weeks before that, man. It was rough. I'm like, man, I don't know how I'm gonna get through this, man. Like, you know. Like okay, with the new math, yes, know, the, way they, math. The, the way they want us to teach them, it's like man, I could, you know, teach them, you know, the way I know, but that ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so, man, I don't know. That's yeah, but I mean, you know, it's just what it is. So yeah, got to do what you got to do. You know. Well, you've been busy on quarantine since you've been doing it. Like you, you've been recording stuff and reaching out. Uh, how much have you been able to work on music, and how much have you been sort of just sort of processing the situation. Uh, how much have you? Been, what, what have you been kind of u- utilizing your time with? Uh, you know, that's it. Like taking care of my daughter. You know, stuff around the house. Uh, music. You know, mixing. You know, I got uh the entire record that I was working on done, so that's finished. So um, you were able to get that done during this time. It was oh, completed. Nice. Yep, and it's it should be out in June. 
Um, I like how you nonchalantly was just like, yeah, I've been working on music and stuff and, you know, <laughs> dealing with my daughter. I did a whole album um, and, you know, <laughs> math well, is see, hard. I, I didn't do the whole album during this this time, though. I, you know no, no, saying? you finished it, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, put the finishing touches on it and stuff. Well, so. that's the thing about, you know, these kind of projects and, and especially when it's your own project is, is that you can... Uh, I mean, it can just sit on a hard drive for a long, long time and never be finished. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but but you're not, but you're not like that. I mean, you you generally when you work on something, you get it out. So that's what I like about you is like you start doing something, and you, it doesn't sit on a hard drive. It's like I got to get this out and into the world. Well, I try to. I mean, but no, but 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 but, yeah. but there's evidence that you actually do it. You know, what I mean, you have material out there. You have music. You have a you know have a good amount of material out there. So you do finish projects. It's a hard thing to do. And with this time that we were sort of allotted, um, you know, through this pandemic, it, it, it's good that there's a lot of people out there sort of being creative and and, and yeah. finishing stuff. Um, so talk about the album, man. Like what what uh what have you do? What is it different from what you've been doing? It's different. Um there's um uh, it's 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 all jazz. Mm. Um and that is something that kind of um you know, I I've got jazz influences, you know, f- you know, from throughout the years, but I've never completely done a full jazz album. So like there's a couple songs with a little bit of singing and, you know, it's just all instrumentation and, you know, just different styles of jazz. You know, like there's a little bit of swing on there. There's uh, some uh, bebop. There's, you know, just everything, you know, some some uh, fusion, you know, just, you know, everything. So um, it's different. <laughs> what what was your decision? What what was the decision? Uh, what was the reasoning that you were like, I, I just got to do a jazz album? Well. Um, I've always, like I said, I've always been influenced by jazz. And like, if you notice, like a lot of my music throughout the years has, has always kind of had like a, you know, jazz influence on it. And mm-hmm. you, you can hear that come out. So, um, on this Christmas album that I put out last year, um, I had, uh, did, um, an instrumental and it was of, um, uh, Christmas time is here and like went over well, you know, just, you know, flow real good and everything. So I was like, you know what? It'd be kind of need to do something like that for a whole album. Yeah. You know, so, yep. so that's pretty much where it started. And and then for this album, you've reached out to a lot of your musician friends around town and stuff. I, I, um, what what was the decision behind that? Like, because uh, most of the time you'll do stuff, you'll call some people in to do this or that, but a lot of times you're doing a lot of the instrumentation or production of the entire song from start to finish. So what what was your decision? What was the reasonings for your decision to reach out? Uh, I don't know. I just know a lot of people. <laughs> I know a lot of talented people like yourself. You know, I mean, Thank you. You know, he's, he's, you know, you sitting over there acting like you didn't play on the, on the, uh, on the album. <laughs> well, no, I'm just, it's just, but, yeah, I get but, it, yeah. but so, I'm just curious yeah. because, you know, like you, you've, uh, you've, you've established yourself as a, a as a, 
you know, like a gospel uh, R&B artist, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you definitely have this established sound. And, and so, and, and especially it's something that you've done and taken on yourself a lot of the times. It's just, it, it, I'm just wondering what made you want to just start being like, okay, I'm going to reach out. I mean, like for me, when I start reaching out to people, it's because I'm not good enough to do the things I need to be done. <laughs> that's why I reach well, out. And I'm like, not saying okay. that's why you did it. Uh, but, I'm just saying, uh, when I start reaching out, that's when you know that it's like I hit a wall with my own um, my own uh, talent. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes you know, to be honest, yeah. Sometimes it was you know the reason behind it was because of that. You know, like for instance, you play guitar and I can't. You right. know, well, I'm very limited, and it would have sounded like crap. So it's like you know. <laughs> <laughs> Call it a professional, man. Somebody that knows. Well, I don't know and about then, professional, but <laughs> you know, and you know, I could do so things. That, that was kind of the reason behind it. Plus, I wanted different styles. Like, yeah. okay, when, uh, especially when it comes to jazz. Now, when it comes to jazz, I mean, you can put together music and you can make instrumentals and you can make songs and everything. But you, when you put it together, you know, everything sounds like if it's me on bass. And me on drums, me on keys, you know, it's going to sound like that. You know, it's going to sound like, okay, yeah, Phil produced this. Yeah, it's not bad, you know, but when you get more people behind it, you know, more instrumentation behind it from different angles, you know, like somebody else can play a chord a little bit different than you can, you know, and it just adds that extra flavor to it. And that's, you know, when it comes to jazz, that's what you want. It's like an extra flavor, you yeah. know, like, you know, of a... Out, you know, extra seasoning. Put it that way. It's like it's like gumbo with extra seasoning. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. It was like I, I feel like that's what keeps you know, like all those jazz guys so fresh. I mean, like look at Miles yeah. Davis. Mm -hmm. He yeah. worked with everybody, and like yeah. and, and like he in, in at a certain point he was reaching out to the rock guys. You know, the these guys, and just because he knew that his own limitations of, of composing was just it, it's all me. It's, all, yep. it's just, and you get sick of me, just me. So like, you have right. to like pull in other things to sort of. Yeah. Uh, just from different angles, you know. It's yeah. like, you know, like I said, you can get the job done, you know. But when you add someone else's extra seasoning on this, it's like, oh, okay, now that is, you know, like mixing that together. Like for instance, my uh, cat David James, he plays keys. You've been on the show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yep. So, <laughs> Yeah, he plays keys. He's on the he's on the record, um, and a lot of times I usually call on him. You know, even though I can play keys, it's like you know, but he plays it from a different angle. Like and a lot of times when we play together, like he's more of a runner. Mm. You know, like do more of the fancy runs and stuff that you know a lot of times I don't do. And you know, I'm more of a, of a of a a chord person. You know, so like I play chords, and you know, so that's why we mix well together. You know, so. It's funny. It's like when you talk to when you talk to other musicians around town who who know you, it's just like, oh man, feel those chords, those chords. <laughs> oh my god, I have even oh, love your man. chords, man. You got a good ear for that. Which, I mean, I, I'm I'm in that same party, man. Like I'm just like fill really? chords. If only I had access in my brain to the fill chords, I, oh, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I would be a hundred percent better player. Man, listen, you got chords, dude. You got chords. I done seen. Let's let's not act like all you do is interview people. No, I know. I I, I and I get that. You got that. videos. You got videos all over the web from all over the country. 
Well, uh, well, I, I, I understand that, but I mean, it's still like you know, like you're saying, it. it some people have something that you don't, and yeah. and you respect that enough to like reach out and want them to be a part of your project, or just yeah. want to play with them, or just be friends with them, whatever it is, you know, whatever that yeah. connection is. It's just that you see something in them that you know that maybe you're have a deficit or whatever the situation is but it's still it, it nothing takes away from the fact that you have a reputation of your your chords have a reputation around town which i just find that just just delightful uh hey so can we play uh you've got a friend yeah yeah we're gonna listen to you've got a friend by philip conley jr and uh featuring your boy on guitar doing uh doing the quarter notes hanging in there so uh let's listen to that and we'll be right back
back. So that I, you know, I was really, I had no idea what to expect because when you sent me that first track, it was just, and I liked it. I was like, oh my God, this is really good just by itself. And then when you started sending me like horns and stuff, I was like, oh, I see where he's going. Like, I had no idea really. And I love those projects where it's like, you don't really know where it's going. They're just like, hey, I just need you to do this. And you were very specific on what you wanted. And, and which helps me tremendously when I'm working with people, when they're just like, I want this, 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 you know, like, just tell me exactly what you want. And that makes my life easier. Um, but, you know, I, and then I heard all those horns and then, and, and so tell me about some of these players. I mean, my God, I've been, um, I immediately, when I found out who that piano player was, uh, what was it? Cy Winnie was that his name? Mm-hmm. I immediately went out and looked him up on Facebook <laughs> and was like, oh, my God. God, that's so. And that, I mean, you just have so many different, just murders ripping at the end uh, of that song. It kind of goes into a churchy section there, and, and you just have the harmonicas going and size killing thing. I mean, it's just, it gets, it gets, it gets, it's, it's, it's a great song, man. It's a great tune. I'm, I'm really proud to be a part of it, and I'm, I'm glad that you uh, asked me, and very honored that you asked me to be on it. Uh, so. Let's talk about uh, a little bit about your background with music. Uh, what, do you have? <laughs> do you have any? I liked your expression. You were just like. <laughs> 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 uh, Phil Phil's a very humble cat. I've known Phil for a long time, so uh, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna downplay his music uh, musician side here. So <laughs> oh, don't let him fool you. Don't let him fool you. He's not just full of chords. <laughs> he's a. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, so uh, what is there a oh, musical man. lineage in your background? I mean, I've known you for years, but I really, I know you have a father. I think you have a brother. Um, uh, but what what's your background in music? Or, or I'm sorry, is there a lineage of music in your family? Um, not that I know oh. of. Um, yeah, I got two older brothers and a younger sister. My sister plays uh, drums a little bit, and she played trumpet a little bit. But uh, outside of that, I mean, I haven't. You know, I don't think there's too many, not you know, that I know. Like of, your like dad or uncles or? None of them play anything. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's just always been a passion. I mean, when I was, I remember I was like four or five. And, you know, I would like take around on the piano and stuff. And it just, you know, I would sit there for hours mm-hmm. and didn't know what, what, what I was doing. But, you know, just, it just always has fascinated me. You know, and then, you know, I started picking up other instruments like, uh, uh, actually took trumpet lessons um for a few years and then I played in high school and um I picked up the drums that just kind of came natural and I played at church and, um started the keys I don't I don't know exactly like okay I remember I was a teenager and you know it's just like something that I just picked up did you did you uh would it be safe to say that you mostly music was in the church for you? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so it was a yeah. part of your life. I mean, every Sunday you're going there and you're seeing it. How did you uh, end up like getting interested in like getting involved with like the band side of church? Um, I had started playing drums, you know, um, like. The church that I started going to, that I was going to growing up, they didn't have any. I'm it's outside, all good, so. man. I, I've I've done these interviews like twenty feet from a stage, 
like with a drum set yeah. smashing away in the background, like with these huge <laughs> stacks of speakers at these big music festivals. So trust me, a little bit of sirens in the background is not <laughs> not gonna stop us. Yeah, I get it. So, but yeah, um, I had uh, just you know I had been like I said when I was like four or five, I was kind of used to tinker on the piano or whatever. Really didn't know anything, you know. But um, uh, I started playing the drums, just started picking it up, and it just kind of you know came natural. And then the church that I went to that grew up, that I grew up going to. They didn't have a drum set; it was just an organist. Mm-hmm. And like we had visited another church, and they had a drum set there. And at the time, like I used to sing with the kids and stuff, and I didn't want to sing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Can I play the drums?" I just asked, and I was like, "Yeah, can you play?" And they, you know, everybody was shocked, and I actually played along. And then after that, they ended up purchasing a drum set. And every Sunday, I was playing. So, and, and so uh, when you when you first started, it was you were like what five or six? How old were you? I mean, when you were playing with the um, church, when you started playing with the church. I think I was about 12 or 13 when I started playing with the church. It's, yeah. it's, so, uh, it's so interesting because I, I just got to say, Phil, that I mentioned like our past a lot like in the show because, because, of, because of Phil, I was pulled, not pulled, he asked me to come play with his church. And it was like, it was the best education for music I could have had in, in the short time that I had the opportunity to play with the church. It was just it's just an incredible form of of expression with music and 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 just the chords and and the changes like I remember the first day I walked in there I I couldn't even hear the changes. I was just like, "Wait, you went to a C? When did you go to a C?" <laughs> oh man, see, and that's the thing like, okay, I remember cuz like it was it was at New Home. Yeah. And yeah, the little church and like I'm I've never been the type of person where I can like tell you what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's like, okay, yes. Okay. What is that chord? I don't know. It's, just, <laughs> it's this note. And it's know? this note. And it's this note and that note. Yeah. Like, okay. So that, I would have to break it down like that. Like, okay, well, so it's got a C in it. <laughs> it's got, uh, uh, you know, uh, a flat. It's got a B. <laughs> but that's not, got, but that's how we would function, and it worked though. Like, cause, cause, cause yeah. I'm sort of the same way. And you yeah. know, it's funny when when we were finishing, I was doing the finishing touches on my end for "You've Got a Friend." I I, I hit up mm-hmm. Phil. I was like, "Hey man, can we just like Facetime? And maybe you could just like <laughs> we could do what we used to do and just sort of plunk out each <laughs> chord at a time and figure this shit out." Cause. I don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah. But see, the beautiful thing, though, is like, okay, Logic. You know, Logic has a, you know, Logic or GarageBand or whatever you use. Nowadays, technology will tell you what mm-hmm. chord you're playing. Yeah. So, it's like, it was easy, you know, that's, yeah. That's yeah. You're yeah. just like, oh, you just play uh, B flat, flat, five, sharp, seven. There you go. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and it was that easy. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't yeah, take so us long that's, that's one thing I, I do need to like work on is like being able to communicate better you know, like what i'm actually doing versus just me too man you know, I, it's yeah. just like that whole like theory thing and you know and yeah. you know what I, I do find this a lot um in the church and i'm not trying to just i'm not picking on uh people who come up musically in the church at all but it's uh i do find that it can be kind of a trap and anything can be a trap any genre of music can be a trap and this is just one of them but it could be a trap as in 
Um, it's amazing how strong your ear can be built in the church. You know, like it's incredible the amount of, of ear training that you get in, in a church setting, especially gospel church setting. Um, and it, it's just, uh, oh, God dang it. I forgot what I was going to say. Gosh, darn. <laughs> I, I hate it. I've been doing this the whole time. Well, no. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So it could be a trap because your ear training is so important there because, you know, you can practice a song in B flat, but once the deacon goes up there and he starts hooping in E flat, you know, like everything you learned went out the window and it's like, okay, instant transpose in your head. And so that builds this incredible ear, this incredible ability to adapt. But then once it comes to the education side of it, uh, as in like this is a C sharp right. flat mind, whatever it is, you know, like it it, it gets lost, no, no. right? And then so you have you have these like ultra talented musicians who have a hard time communicating, and then what I find like right, and then I find the strongest musicians that really ever exist, like the super athletes, are church musicians who continued their education further mm -hmm. or they're just right. freaks of nature like bubby lewis who's this incredible bass player who's um i don't know if you ever heard of bubby lewis but he's this incredible bass player from flint michigan uh and he has um he has synesthesia have you ever heard of synesthesia it's where you like uh you hear color or you taste sound or you um see sound and stuff so like it's just this this condition that people have they're born with uh, but it allows him to sort of hear and feel where the note is. And he just, so like he was just naturally able to pick up the bass and within like a couple years just, just rip through it because he just the way he hears and sees and perceives uh, sound. And, yeah. and so like it puts him on another level of, of it's like, it's like, you're uh it's like being a uh college football player and then being a pro player you know what i mean like like he's a super athlete in the music world because he went uh, and and you know what he's one of those rare cases where he didn't really learn uh how to read or he didn't he knows theory but it's it's all just ear but yeah. but what i was getting at in the beginning when i started this weird little rant was uh that it can be a trap whereas you can have this incredible gift of hearing and adapting but then when it's time to communicate and also stylistically i've seen it trap people where um when right. you, when you have yep. like a, a church player organist or a pianist go and try to play rock music as well right. all of a sudden yep. he's throwing these crazy chords over you know just it some simple <laughs> one four five yeah, progressions yeah so right. it's a it, it could be a trap and, and again i'm not i'm not shitting on you know, people in the church, people come up in church, anything can be a trap and in any genre. Uh, but this is what I've witnessed and what I've seen. And, and uh, uh, do you agree with that at all? I mean, I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree because, like I said, that's that's one of the things I'm working on with myself is like, you know, one, the, uh, the theory side of things, mm. you know, versus just diving in and doing it, you know, because yeah. like anybody could just dive in and do it, but like being able to know exactly what you're doing and be able to communicate it and, um you know that's that's one of my challenges and it it has been for a while it's like you know now like i said technology is helping me <laughs> better at it you know so um but uh yeah it's 
you know, I, I totally agree. Well, you know, that's the thing about technology is that it's made it a lot easier for everything. It's like it made it easier for musicians, for for people who might whose musicality might not be, you know, on that super athlete uh, level. Like, you know, people yeah. who are just starting out producing, you know, there's just, there, it, there's just so many tools now that make it easy. Um, but on the other hand, I feel like it also is so easy that anybody thinks that they could be a producer. You know? <laughs> That's true. That's and, true. you know, like real musicianship. And, you know, I gotta, I, I, I keep talking about this with a lot of people with how technology affords uh, musicians to sort of not have to play on time or maybe not be as talented as they. Because back in the day before Pro Tools or Logic... Right. Yes, you had to nail that because mm-hmm. time was money and tape right. was not cheap yep. and it's it, you had to get it down. So your musicality, your musicianship had to be top notch. Whereas nowadays, I feel like you know any asshole with a laptop can just you know do whatever, including me. And and, and the reason why I even start saying all of that was just to say because uh, I've been asking a lot of people about it and it, it might. Uh, it might make paint me out to be someone who is anti the technology um, because I don't really give my opinion on it, but I have had a little feedback where people are, but, the, but see, I'm not against thing, though, it. Like, I think, okay. however, it gets the job done. Right. Me and you were, are old enough to where, you know, we were around before right. all of that though. So like, okay, we learned the proper way to do stuff. Well, kind of and, <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you get yes. what I'm saying? Like, okay, we learned how, like, okay, how it was done before mm. we had that crutch. Right. And it's like, okay, now it just kind of enhances it. It's like, okay, you know, me, when I record, you know, I, I try to nail it, like, you know, to the letter. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything I do, you know, I try to make it as perfect as possible when I record it. And even if it's not, it's like, okay, I'll go back and redo it. I won't try to, you know, I won't, like, go in and fix it, you know. Because, you, know, you know, to me, it's like, okay, that's just, you know, like, you know, I want to do it. I want to make sure it's right when it comes yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? Not versus like, okay, fix it. And it's like, okay, yeah, you could do that. But to me, it's like, okay, I want to nail it. Yeah. You know, because that's the way I've always done, you know? Yeah. So, and, and, and like, it, the kind of the point I was getting at is that it's like, I'm not against the technology and I'm not against that crutch. Yeah. And, and in fact, I do use that crutch a lot of times because sometimes my timing can be kind of crappy. So, I do use like, um, I will use uh, things. Uh, what is that called? Gosh darn it! What is it called when? I see. I hate it that I can't remember these technical names. But I'll, I'll, um, I'll. Oh my god! What's it called when you, um, when you, uh, when you drag things to the right position and timing? What is that called? Quantize. Oh, flex. Well, yeah, flex oh, time. Yeah, flex time. Yeah, I'll use flex time on Logic, um, and I'll also quantize certain things if if it's not right. Uh, I mean, like I, 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 I wanted to bring that up because I don't want people to think that I'm when I'm asking these questions that I'm not actually doing it myself because I am one of those people who, uh, honestly, because of you know as much uh, as much time as I put into music, it's still like I still have so much trouble um, keeping time or or these little fundamental things that I feel like I never really went back and right. did. But see, that's the thing. Like nobody's nobody's perfect. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, human error is always going to be right. there. You know what I mean? It's, and it always has been. Like, okay, you can look at, like, uh, shoot, me and my dad was just talking yesterday, like, about old Motown records. Like, you know, back before they could record in multi-tracks, you know, like, they had, 
you know, everybody in the studio all at the same time and you would hear mistakes like, okay, the tambourine's a little bit off right here or, you know, the uh, one of the background singers is singing a little bit too loud or, you know, something, something ain't just right, you know, yeah. but, but that was because technology was the way it was, you know, now it's, nowadays it's like, and they were the top notch musicians and singers right. of the day, you know, these were like, you know, I mean... You know, they, they were better than a lot of people nowadays, in my opinion. Well, I mean, but Michael like, Jackson, Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, come on. You can't, yeah, the Supremes. Yeah, so you had top-notch <laughs> top people that still made mistakes, right. you know, and it's like, but, you know, there's, so there's a human error mm. that go, that goes into effect, too. But it's like, you know, when people just use that crutch of fixing stuff, you know, uh, like, okay, I don't have to sing the right notes because right. I can just auto-tune it. You know, it's like, man, come on. At dude, least you know, try. At least, yeah, at least, you know, come on, man. Perfect your craft <laughs> enough to where you don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you, dude. As much. No, no, and, and yeah. I feel you, man. I, I do, I do. Like, uh, there, uh, that, and that's another part of it is like technology has allowed uh, mediocrity to sort of reign. You know, yeah. like people, uh, mediocre musicians can now be the on top of the world you know and and which is okay you know like whatever it, it's it's just where we're at uh, but also it, it, it it's just so it, it makes the whole music industry just flooded and inundated with just mediocre mediocre bullshit that it just it, it's not listenable <laughs> and especially when it's especially when it's like so uh well you know it's like when it's all like bleep blop bloop bleep bloop bloop bleep and it's just all computers doing everything and i'm not shitting on edm either because there aren't there are yeah. aspects of edm that i appreciate but there are so many things where it's just like these pre-made beat packs and they just put these pre-made rises and it like have you ever messed with fruity loops or or Apple Loops. Have you ever no, messed with Apple Loops? I haven't. I messed with Fruity Loops a long time ago. I mean, like, this was probably, like, when it first came right. out. Right, and you yeah. remember how that worked, and right? You just drop the your sections in, and, and it yeah. all lined up. And I never was good at it. I'm, see, the thing is, I never was good at it, because I was always used to, okay, I was a right. drummer. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, making beats on a computer, it's like, man, okay, <laughs> I'd rather actually play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Versus, right. you know... You know, okay, well, I could just drag and right. drop. <laughs> no, no. So, like, I would do stuff, and it would sound cheesy. Like, you know what I'm saying? It would sound like it was done on a Casio right, or something. Right, right. You know? Well, but that, <laughs> that, and that's, the, that's the thing. It's like, uh, when you talk about human element and a lot of the music that's out today, uh, human element is missing. And um, <laughs> you have something that's so polished, so perfect, and so uh, robotic that it, it loses that human touch. And it turns into something else, and, and and there's nothing wrong with that something else. It's just it's something else that doesn't resonate with me completely, you know, like it does right. with some. You know what that means? You know yeah, what I'm getting old. Means that we get means, exactly. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah, well, means that you know we get old, man. Of course, I'm gonna be bro. yelling at kids to get off my lawn soon. Oh man, yeah, get man. off my lawn. <laughs> Day, wait, get, <laughs> go back to school <laughs> anyway yeah well i mean it's it's I, you know like like i said i'm not hating on any of it. It, it it it's all like tools it's all there for creating music it's all there for expression on whatever level it is you know like i i don't i don't want to dis dissuade mediocre musicians not to keep going because they're mediocre yeah. but what i do 
ask of musicians is is go beyond that and push yourself further than just that you know just further than just drag and drop and beat packs and rises and you know all the things that people do and, and, see, and i've done that thing, too like, like, so. I mean, here's the thing like that's that's what everything like i mean no matter what you do you should always try to improve yes you know what i'm saying like okay on our level it's like okay i'm always looking at all kind of ways to improve, you know, like, you know, even if it's nothing but, okay, watching someone else play and trying to dissect what they do, you know, or asking a question, you know, like, okay, how did you do such and such? Can you play, you know, or, you know, uh, reading a book or whatever, yeah. you know what I'm saying? In, in, in any kind of, you know, anything that you do, you should always look to get better, you know, instead of trying to use a crutch. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I, and, and like, I, I've always believed that my musicianship and my, and my personal life correlated together. And as I would get better as being a musician, and I don't know if this is for everybody or even you, but what I've noticed is like when I am being, like when I'm really accelerating with music, when I'm really understanding, when I'm really performing at my best, I, on the other side, like my life is going, you know, it, it, it's correlated. It's like I'm learning more uh, and, and it makes me want to uh, learn other things, you know, not just music. For instance, right. I'm learning how to use these complicated animation pro uh, programs on quarantine. Oh, okay. And I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't have time to do it any other way, but like I have this drive, like I have drive for music. And I believe that just it's my belief that because of, of this fundamental drive that I had to learn music and that sort of, I, I feel like that was sort of like a primer. Like it primed me, to, it, like priming a pump, you know? Like it primed me to want to uh, learn other things. And even if it's all you see are these incremental increases, it trained me to look at those incremental gains as as motivation to keep going and, and do more with it. And, and, and it, 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 I just feel like when when you don't have those kind of passions, when you don't have that need or burning desire to do certain things, I feel yeah. like there's a huge part that uh, of humanity that that's missing something larger than themselves because it is something that's uh, divine. And I'm not trying to scare away anybody with divinity, um, but it is something divine. It is when you grow a talent, when you grow something, uh, a skill that's hard to accomplish, you it, it, there is something divine about it, and and it does open up different pathways in your brain for different ways of thinking, uh, different ways of looking at something. You know, it's just the more you grow it, the more you attempt to do harder things that these pick up these different skills or just get better at your own personal life. Yeah, right. what you it do, it yeah, just yeah. opens up more pathways. It opens up more doors and, and you see it happening. It's so crazy. Like as soon as you start really focusing on something like at the beginning of this quarantine, I, I just sort of focused real hard into like, cause I lost my job and, and I was like, I need to figure something out. So I started growing my YouTube and I'm seeing the results of just three weeks of like just dedicated time, just like really understanding what this is, what this platform is, how to use it correctly. And I'm seeing, I'm almost a thousand, uh, I'm almost to uh, monetization. So, I mean, that's, that's amazing to me. And, um, but you know, over and over again, this is what happens as a musician, as someone who works hard a lot at what they're trying to do. 
is that you see these results from this hard work and that's what motivates you to keep going with it. And, right. yep. Yep. and, and, and that, and, and that comes from music because otherwise I feel like if I didn't have that fundamental um, thing that was in my life, that, that fundamental drive and uh, coupled with the fact that I had the opportunity to play instruments because I could have been in a situation where my family couldn't afford instruments. I was in a situation where I had this drive coupled with the fact that I was able to put it somewhere. And, and I feel like without that, I don't know if I would have any kind of real direction in life. Uh, I always, have you ever thought about that? What you would be if music wasn't a part of your life? Honestly, I, I don't know. I could I can't really imagine it though, because I mean it always has been. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, shoot, when I was like I said, when I was little, right. you know, like it just always has been. So it's like, you know, to not I don't know. Just I never really thought of that. Now you got me thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I sat there and really thought about it one day and it, like I came to the conclusion <laughs> that I think I would be like like the sweaty, creepy guy who just sort of like stares for what? way too long at, at the at the females. <laughs> just what? I'm serious. I don't think I would be a dangerous, <laughs> creepy guy. I just think I would be that weird, creepy, awkward guy who no one wants to. Don't say like serial killer. No, 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 no. Well, kind of not serial killer. Just well, because there's there's little pieces of of everybody in us, you know, like. No, no matter what anybody thinks, there's pieces of, of a homicidal killer in all of us because that's where we come from. And I'm not saying that you're a homicidal killer, uh, but you can imagine a situation where you could imagine having to kill someone, couldn't you? Let's say someone well, was attacking okay, your okay, daughter. I can, yeah, I get what you're saying. Okay. I'm just saying there is a piece of that in all of us. Um, but that's not what I, that wasn't the point I was making. The point was that. Um, I feel like without music, I would just be like a drugged, drugged out, creepy guy. But I don't think I would be like dangerous. But that's what I came to. Not that that, you know, like that's not the reality. I'm not a weird, creepy guy who's, well, I am sweaty and I am awkward and weird sometimes. But I'm not too creepy, at least. I don't know, man. It, it's just, a, it's a weird thing to, um, uh, I, I really do feel bad for people who grow up without some kind of passion to sort of really dive right, into some it. sort of outlet, mm -hmm. man. I'm about to take this inside, man. Let's I'm do it. Outside, it's starting to rain, oh. so. <laughs> At least it's starting to drizzle, man. There's so. outdoor parties going indoor. Yeah, man. It's about to be inside. That's okay, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but. And, uh, I had cut my grass and. You know, it was just nice I out, know. man. I was going to burn everything. I know, man. It was just a nice day today. I feel like today was yeah. really the first day of spring. Yeah. Two in a row. Yesterday was pretty cool, too. So it was like, you know, yeah. you get that, you know. But uh, I mean, We look forward to the, to our to our good weather here. Yeah, plans change, man. Plans <laughs> change. They certainly Inside out. <laughs> so what, uh, what did, what what do you want to do with uh with this new album what what are you looking to do with it um other than just releasing it did you i mean because you one thing that you what i've noticed with you is it's like i made this album and you put it out and that's it you're just sort of done with it i mean did you ever ever consider you know playing a, a real cd release show or anything like that or um i could i mean i don't know i never really thought of that um yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I had never really thought of that, but I mean, you know, I guess that could work. Um, 
But I mean, see, okay, the thing, the thing is, like, okay, I'm releasing it during this course. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you going to do a CD release? <laughs> what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> what can you do other than just put it out there and just say it's there? No, no. You know, plus, I agree. I don't know. Like, there's a lot that goes into that too, man. Like, you know, and I don't know. To me, like for the people that uh, usually get in to like my music. Uh, you know, usually wouldn't, you know, because it's, it's usually like older people, you know what I'm saying? That usually, okay, they ain't, they ain't coming out for nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, you know, they ain't, they ain't trying to be at no club. <laughs> Well, you've always, <laughs> and also chill. you've always sort of put the CD on the chill, <laughs> so it's like, no, I don't know, but I don't know, maybe I'll do something. Well, and you've always sort of steered away from, because I mean, I've definitely asked you several times over, our, you know, our relationship of knowing each other, uh, and being buddies, is like, I've asked you several times, like, hey, would you ever be down to do this? And you've always steered away from that, and I've always respected that. You're a busy guy, you have a daughter, you have a full-time job, and you're MD for a church. You're still MDing for the church? Uh, yeah. So I, I I get it. You're a busy guy, you have things to do. But but you've also steered away from that a lot of times. Is there more to that, Phil, than just, I mean, do you do you have a fear of performing in front of people? I mean, I, I'm curious. No, <laughs> I know, obviously, that's, that's you do it every week, but I'm just, yeah, I'm just asking. Yeah, that, I, mean, that, I, mean, I mean, is there more to it than just being too busy? Yeah, it's, I mean, I used to. Like, okay, there was a, a jazz band I used to play, play with out of Detroit called uh, Five Miles Out. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, we used to play at you know different places in Detroit and stuff like that. So I mean, I've I've done oh, that. Okay. And then, I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. So yeah, we used to play like th- there's a lounge um, in uh, the um, music hall. And we used to play there like all the time. Like every week we would play there. Oh, cool. So and then um, you know a couple different other places and stuff. So I mean, but that was just you know I was younger. Yeah, for sure. No, no, <laughs> I mean. When you're yeah. younger, this is before I had a daughter yeah, and everything. Yeah, so. no, totally, man. I get it. It's like before you have kids, it's like you have all this time <laughs> to do sort of whatever you think is important, and then, and then you have a kid, and then you realize what really is important, and then it's just like, well, that's not yeah. very important yeah. at all. <laughs> it's like, it's like this human being right here is way more important. Yeah, man. So yeah, right on. I don't know. I'm not opposed to it. It's just, you know, it's not where I'm at right now. So. Yeah, I don't think it, it's, it's not where the world's at either. I guess that question was kind of <laughs> moot. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you an impossible question. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, but no, I, I, no. It, from what I've heard uh, from, you know, from this one song, I'm excited to hear what you're, what, uh, what you're going to release, man. Uh, so, uh, who else is on the album besides Cy and Raymond? Raymond, uh, what's Raymond's last name? Corgi. Corgi. Uh, who else is on this besides me and Cy and David? Who else you got running? This? Well, that song features a guy named William Washington. Oh, okay. Uh, he's actually from Toledo, but he lives in Cleveland. He's been in Cleveland for like the last decade or so, oh. and um. Like he's a horn player, so he's featured on it. He's the one that played the trombone and harmonica and all of that. So, oh, cool. Um, yeah. So, um, and uh, like I said, David James is on a, another song. There's Nate um, uh, Maddox is on bass on 
My son Byron Harris played bass for me uh, on a track. Love Byron. It also, yeah, Arthur Bishop is on. Yeah, Arthur Bishop's on three tracks, and so is uh, Mike Williams is on three tracks, and they actually did a song together. They don't, you know, like the way I, you know we, you know, I, I have them featured on the song yeah, together. Yeah. And then, um, uh, let's see who else. Did I pull in on this one? I'm drawing a blank. It's all good, man. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's it, it was all fun, man. Just putting this together. You know, everybody that I asked was like, "Oh yeah, I'm," you know, like sure, you know, like nobody uh, was hesitant to do it. Like everybody, well, it's you because know, Phil, you're so nice. Yeah. You're such a nice guy. It's like <laughs> I, I, man, I, appreciate I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I could say no to you, Phil. It's like I tried. To, I even tried saying no to Phil, and he just said, "No, just try it one more time." And I was like, "Okay," because <laughs> I knew you could do right, it. No, See, that's the thing. Like, you know what it was? I got in my own head because, first of all, I thought it was you got a friend in me. So I'm like, I oh, just from Toy yeah. Story. Yeah. So I'm not hearing it. I'm like, I'm just not hearing it. I'm just not hearing it. Man. See, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, the only one of you guys that knew that song was Sock. <laughs> You know, <laughs> nobody else knew it. Bass player, uh, I forgot to mention him, but Antonio Cobble played bass on that, and uh, he didn't know. It. He was thinking the same thing. He was thinking it was uh, the Toy Story song. Like, <laughs> you like, got no, a man. Man. <laughs> Yeah, like no, that's not it. Like I like that song. Yeah, it's a good you know? song. I mean, that would be kind of fun to do it, but that was already a jazz right. song. You know what I'm saying? It's already kind of jazzy, right. so it's like okay. Well, and then you know, you're like, dude, one. it's the same chords as the Donny Hathaway song. It's the it, and I was like, oh, Donny Hathaway. <laughs> it like oh, all man, makes sense cool. all at once. I was like, I was like, I don't know, man. I, I I I was in my own head. I was like, I don't get it. I'm not hitting. I'm not hearing the chords. I'm not hearing it. And and then and I'm, I'm not hearing the song that you're trying to do. Like, it just was like, it was too much for my stupid head. And, that, and mind you, this is in the middle of like me trying to put together my YouTube. I'm like, I'm right. really, and I'm, and I'm, I was working on like several other uh, recording projects as well. So like, I was just like, I don't get it. And I was getting frustrated. And then I text you and try to tell you that, and you're just like, "Nah, man, you're good." And it wasn't like it wasn't like he was trying to pep talk me at all either. It was just like, "No, I mean, it's just real easy, just quarter notes." And I was just like, "And see, then I see." Here's the thing: the reason why I did that is because I knew, like, from years ago, it's like, okay, he's got the style I want on this mm -hmm. song. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I mean, yeah, I mean, okay, you know, everybody knows all kind of other musicians and stuff, and it's like, okay, I could ask somebody else, and it's like, no, the, the style I want for this song is what I knew you could do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and it's, that's, that was exactly what I wanted. Good. Like, you know, so. Glad I could deliver. Yeah. It's, just, I was, it's I like, scared. it's like, when you look at Quincy Jones, you know, like Quincy Jones, like probably one of the greatest producers ever. And he plays like a ton of different instruments and stuff, but he does the same thing. Like if you notice, he'll put together bands with people that he knows can do certain mm -hmm. stuff. And it's, it's like, okay, when you got this vision, it's like, okay, I can call so and so, but and they could get the job done. But like, they ain't gonna have this feel that I want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, they'll take it another direction, and it's like, okay, for this one, I want so and so. So that's you know, that's that's what I wanted. So you delivered it, man. You heard it here first, folks. Philip J just compared himself to Quincy Jones, and I agree. No, <laughs> man, that is not. <laughs> 
not to take away from that, man. That is I'm just, I just bled. Thank you so much. That was, it was a very nice thing that you said to me oh, that man. I just, just totally crapped on. So, but I appreciate it. I really do. It, like, I'm, I'm really proud to be a part of it, and, and, and I'm really happy that you asked me. And of course, if you ever need any of my sweet quarter note skills, hit me up. Hit me up. Um. Uh, so, so the actual release date is July. What? What? Well, uh, shoot, I don't remember. It's in June, June my the, bad. of the yeah, the of the actual album. I gotta look it up. <laughs> but uh, well, bef- but it's, it's June, by the time so, this comes yeah. out, we'll know, and I'll make sure that we'll yeah. put it in the show notes and yeah. we'll mention it at the top of the show, just so um, uh, maybe we can coordinate this to release maybe the Perfect. week of the. Matter of fact, here I'm about to look it up now. That way you can know. I know you put it on your Facebook. Yeah, but you know I don't remember anything. Bad memory. Yeah, man. Getting old, man. Hey, it's like that's real. You know when you were talking about how you said your fans are like older folks. You know, uh, the fans of your music. (laughs) I was just looking into uh, the metrics on. um, I released a couple from that recording I did with uh, with you. Uh, I kind of was do I was kind of messing around with these major blues licks, and so the the things that I was doing on that recording for you, uh, I just took and made it into a tutorial, and and so <laughs> it's doing really well on YouTube, uh, and I called it uh, was it like major gospel guitar lick or something, right? And I, <laughs> when you look at the metrics, it's all dudes, like one hundred percent dudes. Are listening to are watching this video from the ages from the ages of 45 to 68 nothing below that for 4500 men from 45 to 68 we're watching this so what you said you know by my audience is is you know is older crowd i have no, metrics man <laughs> Be, yeah, the older folks yeah. love love gospel and, and like you can't it's good stuff man it's timeless i love yeah. it it's it's just such a you don't, hear, you don't hear too many you don't hear too many 20 year olds talking about jazz no. <laughs> that's true <laughs> you're <laughs> right you're <laughs> absolutely right there's not a lot of 20 year olds who are just like oh man have you heard the new winston marcellus album Woo! right <laughs> lit so so june 14th june 14th is the day. so um yeah. Phil, I appreciate your time, my friend. You, uh, and I appreciate you, hey, man. man it, it, it's you know, like just knowing you and and just I know we haven't always like I lived in San Diego for a long time, but you know, like you've always been a very important part of my life and uh, musically and just 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 you personally because you, you like you're just a good person and uh, so. And, and you know, likewise, oh, I appreciate. Man. I mean, you know, I, I'm not always. Yeah, I don't know if bro. I'm always a good person, but I I try yeah, sometimes. Yeah, uh, but you know, like you definitely, your influence has been a huge part of my life, especially in music, because because of those few months that we had in at, at was it New Hope, New Home, whatever. It yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, it did. Didn't you tell me that that place burnt down or something? Oh. I don't know. I don't think oh, it did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought you, yeah. I thought you said something about. It's been so long, man. I don't think it burned down. I know they built another building. Uh-huh. They built another building, but the other one was like, you know, 
still well, that, that that building that we were used to playing was new at the time right because uh that was a new build yeah. yep. and the, yep. yeah, right on anyways phil i appreciate it man and um you know like again thank you for inviting me on to your song and i'm excited to hear your album Oh man, I appreciate I appreciate you for doing it. So. No problem. All right, man. Well, you have a wonderful evening, and I will talk to you soon. Philip Conley Jr. Everybody, go out there and get yourself some. <laughs> Thank you so much, Phil. I super duper appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your story with us. Uh, you can find Philip Conley Jr. and his new album, Closer Than a Bro. Uh, right now, I'm just going to put his Facebook link in the show notes. So go click on that and they'll have all the information you need to get Closer Than a Bro. I'm sure he's going to have lots and lots and lots of posts about it in this coming week and the following weeks. Uh, so go give phil a, a follow go give him some love we love our phil <laughs> sorry phil i hope that did make you feel weird we love our phil <laughs> i'm not sorry phil i do love you buddy i'm not sorry for loving my friends <laughs> uh, <laughs> go to randomistique.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e.com and check out the latest single, Chloroform, uh, it is a collaboration between Raina Mystique and the now defunct Concrete Project. You can also find Raina Mystique on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash Raina Mystique. Sometimes, sometimes I play. <laughs> Uh, no, every Sunday you can catch both of us, but during the week Raina does a solo stream, which is pretty awesome, where she's uh, playing her uke and singing some songs, learning things, reading books, doing all kinds of fun stuff. Twitch, man, it's a fucking blast. I am loving this Twitch life. I'm telling you, I know I've been talking about this the whole time, but Twitch has been so fucking awesome. And it's been such a positive company. We received a, an email the other day in regards to what is happening in the country, our country, my country, I should say, the United States. Uh, there's riots in the streets. There's people very angry, um, and rightfully so. Uh, I, I don't believe in rioting. I don't think that's the message that uh, that uh, that this movement needs to put off. Uh, I, I am a completely on dr king's side of this i i believe that peaceful protest is the most effective there's studies that back that um but people are angry uh that's no excuse to burn down your community and it's no excuse for you know middle middle class white kids to come up into uh underserved communities and and deliver bricks and molotov cocktails to the to the residents of said communities so i, I don't believe that that's correct either or white supremacists coming up and starting shit either. That's fucking terrible. Uh, so the news is so convoluted right now and agendas are being pushed and it's fucking disgusting. Um, I don't really know who to believe anymore. Um, you know, some people are saying it's Antifa and some people are saying it's white supremacists. And guess who's saying it? You know, like the people who are saying it are on the opposing side of, you know, these 
these groups. So it's it's really weird. It's really weird that racism has been turned into this politicized, um, awful, awful situation. And our terrible president, our awful president, Donald Trump, is only inciting these flames. Um, you know, it, it's it it's fucking disgusting, and um, it's a really tough time. But I've been really happy with Twitch. They sent out a um, they sent out an email to their affiliates and uh, partners, and I think anybody who streams on there saying that they they were going to celebrate Pride, which is great, you know, celebrate Pride. But they decided that they're in lieu of what's happening in this country right now. Um, they're they're going to refocus. And uh, and that's great. It's great that they they uh, made a stand, and it's wonderful that we're seeing these big companies make a stand. Even though, I, oh my God, yesterday was Blackout Tuesday. What the fuck did I do? I, I wake up at five in the morning every day, so like I I didn't get the memo. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't. I've been watching riots and shit burn down all weekend. I didn't get the memo, um, so I, I ended up posting real early on Tuesday morning, and then. My wife woke up. Was like, "Oh, you posted Blackout Tuesday." I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" So I and like I have my guest, uh, Ken Save, who is going to be our first guest on Twitch uh, this Saturday at 3 p.m. Uh, Twitch.tv/slash We Speak English Good. Um, you know, I, I'm reaching out and I'm talking to their management, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll post it." I sent them with a flyer saying, "Hey man, if you feel like it, you guys can promote the show." Um, here's a flyer and he's like okay cool we'll promote it tomorrow this was yesterday which was tuesday blackout tuesday and he's like we'll promote it tomorrow because it's blackout tuesday i'm like oh motherfucker like i just felt like such a douche you know so um what i didn't know i'm not apologizing but i do support the the movement a peaceful movement folks peaceful okay dr king I weigh on the side of Dr. King. Peaceful. I know you guys, I know people are angry, okay? I know. I mean, I don't really know because, I mean, you look at me, I'm just some white asshole. But uh, I, I know enough. And um, I know enough that I don't have to explain myself on how I know it or why I know it. But uh, I do know uh, enough to know, and it does make me angry, and it is fucking, um, and, and I do want to break shit. I do, but I don't think that's the solution. It's not a solution, though. What I'm learning in my life is that decisions made in, in, uh, in times of duress or frustration or anger are mostly the worst decisions you can make. Um, you know, like, I, I, I'm... I used to punch holes in walls when I was mad, you know, like, which is a very common thing, especially for men, um, is, is just punch holes in the wall, destroy shit. And it's just this split decision, uh, this angry split decision that you make in a moment of, of, of pure frustration and you decide to direct it there instead of being a fucking adult. Okay. So here's the thing. It's like, you could be a child who doesn't have the capacity to make the right decision in those hot and flustered moments. Or you could be a fucking adult 
and fucking peacefully scream at the fucking cops. Let's not shoot the fucking cops, okay? Let's not burn fucking cop cars. Let's not burn down our communities. We got to remember that we're all just fucking people here. We're all... No one's better than anyone else. And cops are our cousins. They're our brothers. They're our sisters. They're not our enemy. I know there's terrible cops. There's fucking awful cops. There's racist piece of shit cops that need to be prosecuted. That need... Cops should be held accountable even more. Even more than fucking... Than citizens. Just regular civilians. They need to be held to the highest accountability. But... They're also just people. Politicians are just people. I don't think that this country is inherently evil. And I don't think most of its residents are, are racist. If this country is inherently evil, that means you and me are inherently evil. And I do not think that you're evil. Now I'm talking to my American friends here, but anywhere, you know, I know there's racists. I know there's disgusting pigs that, that are running this country into the ground for profit and they'll do and say anything to, to maintain power and to continue to do whatever the fuck they want to do. And that is what I'm against. And I don't think we need to burn down the fucking country to get that. We need to get our fucking asses to the voting booths. Okay? This shit's bullshit. You guys didn't want fucking Donald Trump as president. You should have fucking voted. Fucking pissed off about this shit because it's on us. We're the lazy bitches that just sat at home on election day. And then you could say whatever you want. Oh, my vote don't count. My vote don't count. Well, this is all we got, bitches. Okay? So go make your vote count. And your vote doesn't count when you're blowing up cop cars and you're sitting in fucking prison. Doesn't count in prison nothing counts in prison except for the days and the time slowly drifting by until you die you know it's fucking terrible i'm seeing these young lawyers and young fucking professionals throw their lives away because they feel like that they're making a statement by by burning down their fucking communities it's fucking it's not the answer anyways um that's about all i have to say about it for now um I, i'm gonna of course i'll probably just be repeating myself on saturday about all of this of course but um you know if you're gonna be out there protesting if you're gonna be out there you know being peaceful i completely support you if your intentions are to go and destroy communities and break shit and loot loot um then go fuck yourself Go fuck yourself. I don't care if you think you're a freedom fighter. You're not. You're not a freedom fighter. You're fucking just stealing shit. <sighs> uh, you know, I know that that might piss a lot of people off, but um, it's peace, man. It's peace and love. I, I don't know how peace and love could piss anybody off. Um, anyways, I uh, I think I'm going to be done now. <laughs> uh, it, I hope you guys have a safe weekend or a safe week. Um, I'll see you guys on Saturday. Uh, I hope that you guys will join me. It's going to be a good-ass time, Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which I forgot to say in the fucking intro again. We have to add that in. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, so I hope you guys be safe. Uh, if you're protesting, 
fucking fists up, guys. Uh, Black Lives Matter, all of it, man. I I completely support it. Uh, let's keep it. Let's keep it peaceful. Let's stay safe. And uh, I and but I also I want to add. I know that cops are dickheads, and that in some cities that they are attacking the fucking protesters. I understand that our rights are under attack as well. So. I'm just saying that breaking shit is not the way to fucking to to get those rights back. It's uh, it's just not the way. So, um, but maybe 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 I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe uh, another revolution is what we need. Maybe a civil war is what we need. I don't think so, because I'm telling you this, and you hear it, and you hear it all over fucking place. The battles are not gonna be just. Uh, contained to downtown areas or certain battlefields it's gonna be in your fucking neighborhoods so i don't think revolution and civil war is really what people want i don't think they want their neighborhoods to be set aflame out in the suburbs or out in the fucking you know like because they're talking is like we're, we're moving this to the suburbs so think about that Think about looking out your front window and seeing your neighbor's house on fire and people fight gunfights in the street while you're held up in your home, hoping to God that no one comes fucking knocking on your door or worse. Anyways, be good to your fellow human beings now more than ever. HJ's for everybody now more than ever. Um, I love, I love you guys. Love and peace, guys. Love and peace. Love and peace. Love and peace. Fresh.